Welcome to the Herald Podcast, New Generation, a podcast created for those who desire a new way of gaining information rather than reading a traditional newspaper. In our show, we will discuss everything from sports, pop culture, politics, and local news. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast service, such as Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, and you can also check us out on our website. And don't worry, we keep it short most of the time. Are you looking to be more informed about what's going on in your community? The Herald has a special digital subscription offer for new generation podcast listeners. You could sign up for a one month trial for 99 cents, then only $18.99 a month after that. With the digital subscription, you get web exclusive content, including pictures and videos, obituaries, and a searchable archive going back to 2013. You can read the Herald on the web, your mobile phone, and on our Herald app, so you can get all the Herald content and the print paper delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer. Again, that's just 99 cents for your first month. So you can go to www.sharonherald.com slash pod offer today for this special offer. Again, that's sharonherald.com slash pod offer. You're now listening to the New Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Janae Avery. And I am your other host, Tanner Mondock. And today in studio with us, uh, we have a very special guest. We have Dr. Thomas Armour, who along with himself, he also brought along some beautiful works of metal artistry here. So, you know, Tom, thanks for coming in. If you just want to, you know, say hello. Yeah, we're very happy to be here and to explain a little bit about the uh, decorative hammered aluminum it's actually decorative hand wrought aluminum and, okay. and its early beginnings and then what it had led to making. My father made the products, mm-hmm. and, uh, but he also had special commissions and one of those special commissions was a very large stag and doe and that right. would be somewhat of the focus of this discussion. Yes, yeah, that stag and doe is a very, very interesting story. So very excited to get into this. Um, We're going to take a brief break for a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to get right into this amazing story here. Ben Visit Chevrolet is Mercer County's truck headquarters. Quality new Chevrolets and outstanding pre-owned vehicles, plus an excellent service department to stand behind your vehicle purchase located on Route 19, just south of Mercer. Stop in or call Ben Visit Chevrolet today at 724-662-5440. At Sharon Regional Medical Center, they believe in the power of people to create great care. Their dedicated employees work hard every day to make Sharon Regional Medical Center a place of healing, caring, and connection for patients and families in the community we call home. For more information, go to SharonRegionalMedical.org. First National Bank provides a full range of commercial banking, consumer banking, and wealth management services, plus industry-leading online and mobile banking solutions. Call your local FNB or go online at fnb-online.com. At Chenango Valley Meat and Poultry, you will find an excellent selection of steaks, burgers, chicken wings, and everything that goes along with it. Voted Best of the Best in 2021 by Harold Readers. Stop in at 1215 East State Street in Sharon or call 724-346-6328 today. 
Located in Mercer County, UPMC Horizon offers a range of services and medical specialties at two campuses in Farrell and Greenville. Together with UPMC Jamison in Lawrence County, UPMC Horizon provides a regionalized approach to healthcare. If you need care, go to UPMC Horizon or UPMC.com. So I guess just to start things off here, I think it'd be good to start with your, your father, Arthur Armour. He did a lot of this work, uh, you know, himself, Wendell August. I'm sure a lot of people around here are familiar with Wendell August. So yeah, if you just want to give us a brief introduction yeah. as to who your father was and what work yeah. he did. Well, my father was born in Crawford County, Shakeleyville, and so he grew up in western Pennsylvania and the background of the armor heritage is, goes back to 1770s, 80s, uh, with a land grant, and people came out to western Pennsylvania. So this is several generations down, and so my father was growing up in western Pennsylvania, and his father was kind of a entrepreneur, independent person, had a grocery store, did different things, and it was encouraging for my father to develop his talents and skills, and they were very strong on education, his, his mother and father. And uh, so my father gained some education in different places because they went to Bakersfield, California for about a year. And he was kind of introduced to the whole wide world of art production and art. My father went through high school did some artwork in the high school and then went to Grove City College for two years and decided to go into architecture. He enrolled in Carnegie Tech in Pittsburgh in the architect school. And he spent approximately three, four years there. And that's where his various skills developed in relationship to his art talent because they had a special program uh, where they brought external art experts to the facility. It was called Bow Art, and it was very heavily influenced by Art Deco and Art Nouveau, and my father developed his artistic skills because they had classes on it, and they would put uh, uh, challenges out to the students to do special products. So he developed his skill quite well and then once he graduated, he, there were not very many jobs in architecture because of, it was during the Depression, 1930, 31. And so he looked around for various options and read it. Uh, 1932, Wendell August was brought to Grove City and uh, he manufactured aluminum giftware and he also used aluminum, which is a new metal at that time, in various architectural formats. And uh, my father was hired to uh, do design work in 1932, but was laid off in uh, early 1933. <laughs> and uh, so he decided he'd start his own business. Then he applied his talents and skills to uh, making aluminum giftware, and his goals were to make a very high-quality household products like trays and bowls and candlesticks to market throughout the 
United States, and his business was quite successful, and he was able to hire 25 men during the Depression, and he did a, a lot of development of how you did things with the giftware in this decorative hammered aluminum. Other people weren't doing it, so you had to figure out how to do it. So he used his problem-solving skills to make the various uh, forms and jigs and things so he could make the products. During the course of his business, he had acquaintances from the architect school. And one of those acquaintances came to him and asked him to do special projects. And special projects consisted of uh, very unique products and then that architect firm came to him and asked him to uh, make a large plaque for a new restaurant that was going to be in Sharon. And it's called the Stag and Doe Restaurant, Stag and Doe Lounge. And this plaque was four feet across, octagon shaped, and it had a stag and a doe on it. The, the doe was kind of the reverse of the stag, and it was appliques. It wasn't the the standard uh, hand-wrought aluminum onto a die to, f to form the impression. Uh, it was more the application to the large shield and it depicted the stag and doe. And it was done using various techniques that were used in the decorative hammer and aluminum. And it was, it was accomplished by... Uh, 1959. I never knew about it until later in, in life when I talked to my father because we wanted to preserve his, his heritage and the artifacts that he produced and how he did them and I was doing various research into that and he told me about the stag and doe and I was looking for it and of course I lived in uh, the Shenango Valley from 1968 to 2000, so I was very familiar with the community. And we looked around for it, but it was downtown Sharon. It was supposed to be, maybe the building had been uh, destroyed during the renovation. And uh, so I never really did find it while I was over here, but I kept searching for it. And other people were interested in the early hammered aluminum one of the people that was very interested in the history of hammer aluminum was the owner of Wendelwaga's Forge, William Connect. So I went to him and talked to him a little bit, and he said, well, I want you to see this item I just recently got, and I wanted to let you see it. I think it's a very superb piece of decorative hammer aluminum. And so he took me out into the uh, business office area. There on the wall was this a large four-foot squarish octagon-shaped uh, medallion-type shield that had a stag and doe on it. And he's, he said, the, I don't know who made it, but I thought it was a, a superb piece of this decorative aluminum, and so I bought it. And I looked at him, and I told him, I said, my father made it. And he was taken aback because he didn't think it was made by him. And... Many of the pieces that were created from decorative aluminum, they had a stamp on the back with the initials of the, the person who manufactured it. This 
piece did not have a stay, it did not have a stamp on it. So I took a Polaroid picture of it, took it to my father, and asked him, this is what you made. And he said, yes, that was the stag and doe. And hmm. so we found where the stag and doe was, and it was in a reasonably good location. And, uh, but then there was a tragic fire in 2010 at Wendell August Forge, which virtually totally uh, destroyed their business. And in that fire was the stag and doe on the wall uh, in the business office. And I was home at the time, and I went to the fire. It was a Saturday afternoon, sunshiny, and that the fire just progressively destroyed the building. And so I didn't, I was kind of sad that this thing was going to be destroyed, mm -hmm. this stag and doe, but it turns out that they, once they did get the fire out, um, they had a backhoe come and tear down the walls to get at the safe that was still in the, uh, the building, and this backhoe was pulling down the walls, and I was, they stopped for a while, and so I walked up closer, and I looked around, and I could see a corner of this stag and doe in the rubble, and oh. so when they started up again, I asked the, the backhoe operator to stop and had a fireman go in and take this four by four pla aluminum plaque out. I asked Will Connect if I could take it and refurbish it, mm -hmm. and clean it up, restore it. And he consented and that's what I did. I brought it home right. and over the course of four years worked on this project of taking everything off, uh, taking all the rivets out, uh, cleaning it all up and then. So what was that? that like? I mean, to find something that your father made almost completely destroyed and lost forever, and then for you yeah. to be able to find it in the rubble of this building and then take it and work on it for years and refurbish it, like, what was that like for you in, like, a personal level? It was kind of like, wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it looks like there's some chance for this stag and doe, because it is a nice piece. Yeah. And so it was a, uh, a very positive experience, and I was very happy that uh, Will Connect was willing to let me work on and fix it up. It was, it took a while, it took about four years on and off right. because. There's a big gash in it, right? Yeah, like there's was a gash across the top. Uh, it was about eight inches long and gouged in and had to be uh, hammered and worked to remove it because mm -hmm. aluminum is a very nice metal in terms of its malleability and mm. can form it, and uh, you can put lots of different kinds of marks. In fact, the products that my father made, uh, he would tell people, I sell hammer marks. Mm. It just happens that he get designs on the products, <laughs> like you see here. <laughs> right. And, uh, and I've actually had people call and, and talk to me about the products, and they say, you know, I really like the backside where all the hammer marks are. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. we uh, got it restored over that period of time. And I had retired from a, a medical practice, but I had to, uh, oh, for a short time, uh, go back and do some medical work for about two years. It took mm -hmm. more of my time. And uh, 
at, I've worked on this project and we were able to take everything apart and clean up this mess because there was all the cinders and this dirt and the smoke uh, and I was able to take it uh, get it all apart and then figure out how to put it back together because mm -hmm. one of the things about it was put on with rivets but you couldn't see the rivets hmm. and I had to figure out how my father did that right. and very you put the rivets back in and then you hammer it down flat and then you sand it with very coarse sandpaper and then with very fine sandpaper and the, the circle where the ribbon was would go away. So you can't see anywhere on this plaque really where the rivets are, but you can look at the back and you can see where they are. Mm -hmm. Then uh, that was in 2014 and uh, so Wendell August had built a new building out by the outlet mall and they had a nice exhibit and uh, uh, in this new facility and they had it hanging on the wall and nicely displayed but over a little time they modified the museum and they didn't have it in a prominent place so it was back in a person, person's office hmm. and so I went to him to uh, actually, Bill had turned, not Bill, but Will had turned it kind of over to a CEO, Christian Warner. And I went to Christian and s said to him, you know, my, I used it in a wedding for my daughter. Now our granddaughter is getting married. Can I use it again? And he said, yes. When do you want, when do you want to have it? And I said, well, get close to the wedding day, which is in October uh, 2021 and so we got it and we used it and it turned out very well and that was it was a good advance because my granddaughter was interesting in the preservation of this decorative art uh, form and uh, so everything went well but then one of the members of the historical society Skip Sample uh, who's has a great appreciation of decorative aluminum, said, you know, we need to have that at the Historical Society. And so she went to Christian Warner and asked him uh, that, you know, he, she had a request and Christian said, well, what do you need or what do you want? And he said, I'd like you to give the stag and doe to the Historical Society. And immediately he said, when do you want to pick it up? <laughs> and so and ended up at the Historical Society, and it kind of prompted the uh, revitalization of the lounge area and the redecorating, plus uh, two of the members were working diligently at uh, cataloging and displaying the various artwork that from the artists from Grove City, uh, uh, Maude Winder and Margaret Williams, and as a child I did I went to art uh, sessions with Margaret Williams and she was a college professor and such but so that's kind of a connection there yeah. and uh, so they were working on this whole aspect of the artwork preservation in Grove City and so they came up with the idea of having a art show 
and the focus of the art show downstairs is this stag and doe and along with father's uh, products and things that are present and can be viewed and then there's many Wendell August products and other artisans from Grove City because the whole decorative uh, hand wrought aluminum industry in terms of the smaller household items and things sprang out of Grove City. This is where it's, uh, Grove City is where it started mm -hmm. and then it spread all over the country and there were over 300 producers of it. But this type of aluminum has a short history because it came in the 30s. It was very popular and then the war came, World War II, and caused many of them to go out of production because they took the aluminum for the war effort. Plus, during that time, many mechanical devices were figured out how to make things and mass produce them, and people were mass producing these products uh, rather than doing them by hand. Mm -hmm. And that uh, caused the demise of this decorative aluminum uh, giftware business. And so I guess that's why now you're kind of working on, like, you know, preserving this now. That's part of what yes. you're doing a lot now is preserving what your father did and this type of artwork. Yes. Um, so if you just want to talk a little bit about what is that like being able to, like, preserve this work, you know, kind of still keep it in the forefront so it's not forgotten and, and all that. Well, I've received a lot of encouragement from uh, the Heinz Museum to do this and also being able to actually get the grant that uh, this is what I've been trying to do. I've been doing it since <laughs> 1990 and it uh, I was very happy to be involved in it and it's it's really exciting to have it preserved to this extent. Many of these businesses that sprung up and then disappeared as I had mentioned hmm. uh, there's really n not much out there. There's not much preserved about this particular industry. And I uh, have a really f the first line uh, original documents of his business, which is an important aspect of it. And then the various business documents and things. And so we've been able to preserve it and it was exciting to be working through it. And the staging dough is a big piece of your dad's legacy not only your dad's legacy but also your family's legacy because you said that your daughter had it in her wedding and then your granddaughter had it in her wedding so how does it make you feel to know that your family's legacy is going to be displayed in the historical society for many years to come? Well I think it it, it gives us, as a family, a sense of uh, presence in the in in time. Mm -hmm. That this is what happened during this period of time, and our family was involved in it. As children, we were growing up with it, and didn't pay too much attention to it until we got further on in life. And it it came to a point where my father retired, and he was going to have to get rid of his building and all the things that are there because everything that he used to develop these products were 
are contained in this off uh, cement block building. And along with it, I did uh, do a number of recordings, uh, audio recordings and video recordings to have him personally involved with it. So it has a significance in terms of hearing my, my father and for my grandkids, their uh, great-grandfather, um, how he handled his situation. And uh, and my father was very uh, dedicated to family and location as well as to education. And uh, he encouraged his children to get further education and then use their talents and skills where they led them. Mm -hmm. And my father, our brother was a historian. He's four years older, and he was encouraged me a lot to put this together because they, we thought we were going to have to remove everything out of the shop. And if you take everything away from the context, it has less meaning. Mm -hmm. So everything has much more meaning because you see where it was produced mm. and how it was produced. So it's, uh, we're happy that uh, the Pennsylvania Historical Commission uh, you know, reviewed the grant application and it was, uh, it was granted to, to be able to preserve certain aspects of uh, this business mm. and uh, it will be able to carry on and I think it's important to have a place like the Historical Society there's a lot of personal artifacts and things you know, owned by individuals and then they just kind of filter away mm -hmm. uh, whereas if you have a place like the Historical Society that can preserve uh, various artifacts of and stories from a particular time in history in a community I think that's very important, and I'm uh, wholeheartedly happy that this stag and doe is at the Historical Society. Mm. I just didn't know how to ask uh, Christian Warner how to do that, but Skip Sample, she knew how, mm -hmm. and she did it. <laughs> and uh, so it takes a cooperative effort. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess as we reach the end of this episode, um, there is a way, you know, coming up here soon that the public, if they are, you know, if they listen to this, they're interested in the Stag and Doe or this other work, that they can actually go and, and view this. There's a, a viewing for it coming up. So if you just want to give a little bit of information about that. Oh, yes, I'd be happy to because on s Saturday, August 6th, from 1 to 4 is open house at the society and anyone can come and view uh, the aluminum work, uh, the artistic work, because we have over 150 uh, artistic creations by different people from the Grove City area in the society and on display. So it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for people to come. There's going to be a kind of a period from 10 to 12, which is for invited guests from the community, uh, various uh, government officials and people within the community, other members of the Chamber of Commerce that will come and view it, view the facility, and then in the afternoon is for the open house, and we're really uh, looking forward to people coming and getting engaged into the history of of their area, of the area of Grove City community and the surrounding areas. 
I have been involved with the Historical Society since 2000 when it was started, right after the bicentennial, and uh, I've been happy to see it grow and develop. I have been on the board in the past, but we change board members and keep new life in the organization, and it's now doing doing quite well, but it takes a lot of resources to maintain a building, and the artifacts are present. So any support that the communities can give to the society uh, is very welcome, and it's open. We keep the society open. You can visit the society from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock, Tuesday through Saturday uh, during the uh, warmer months, and uh, I've just been happy to be in, involved with it and can give back to the community that way. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. So, yeah, I mean, if this story about the stag and doe and, uh, you, you know, the rest of your father's work piqued your interest while listening to this, um, you have an opportunity to go check that out. So, so yeah, I want to thank you again for coming on the show this week, and I want to thank you all for listening.